Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Everybody, welcome to Maddie P presents Saturday Morning Serial. I'm Grim Shea, and joining me is Marky. Say hi, Marky. Hello, everybody. Oh, it's like being being back from vacation. We we took a few weeks off there. Wasn't that nice? It was nice. Mm-hmm. It's been hot though. Oh, it's been real hot. One of the reasons we took time off <sighs> was a heat wave in San Diego, where our uh, non air conditioned uh, garage studio. <laughs> was simply uninhabitable. <laughs> it was horrible. We could not be in here. Yeah. Even yeah. at night. Even at night. It was worse at night. It was it was worse at night because, because of the zombies. I'm, I was going to say because oh. then they can hear you scream. Uh-huh. Okay, good. But but it's finally cooled off. We're back in the studio. Fall is descending upon us and you know, you know what fall brings, Mark? What's that? New TV season. Uh, it's coming. New TV season. I know. So I'm going to take this opportunity because tomorrow September 21st, 2014, some new shows uh, are uh, are premiering on Adult Swim. Ah. And I know, I know you're resistant after a decade or so of Adult Swim being around. But uh, I'm, I, I just, I'm excited. I like I know shows. you like this thing. I know, I, and I have seen Adult Swim. I've watched Adult Swim over the 10 years. Yeah, I, and I know. Yeah. And I don't mean to accuse you of, you know, just writing it off. And I think every every year... I I go through this with you where I say no man you got to give it a chance it's great I because I just forget the year before but uh, <laughs> yeah it, and and you you eventually end up treating me like a child and you shake your head and said yes that was very good that was very very yeah, artistic yeah very very Quite funny nice yeah. thank you for bringing that to our attention <laughs> well I'll have my people take a look at it look look at Grimshay here reading the funny papers <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. But uh, this year, I'm hoping maybe I can maybe trick you into it a little more because I got to talk to, thanks to your hard labors. Oh, yeah. That's right. We set this up. Uh, you gave me a chance to talk to a bunch of people down there again uh-huh. this year. Yep. Uh, this year, I got to talk to uh, the uh, creators, writers, producers, and uh, some of the voice talent behind both the marathon. The eighth season is beginning tomorrow of Squidbillies. Squidbillies. I love that show. Yeah. Uh, and there's another one, a new one, that are, uh, they're premiering tomorrow, uh, I assume right after Squidbillies, Mr. Pickles. Oh, Mr. Pickles. And uh, I just, I, I was at least able to get you to sit down and watch these two yep. premieres on uh, on your special screener pass that you got for press. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you sat there and you were very polite. You even chuckled sometimes. I did. I like it. I and and I can see that it's just not your cup of tea, but you don't hate it. <laughs> no, I don't. You I mean don't that hate much it. at least. Well, I I think um, what it what it proves to the benefit of the network and its fans, what those shows prove is that really no one's telling any of the talent fucking squat. <laughs> they can pretty much do whatever the fuck they want to do. <laughs> that's that's what's going on on that network. That, right, it, it you get that impression, that kind of independence. Oh yeah, the, the where I mean, this is like, you know, I'm watching it going. How does crap like this get on TV? Okay. But at the well, same time, you know, kind of a harsh way to put it, but yeah. At the same time, I'm I'm going. I'm glad crap like this is on TV. It's it you is know, important. like it's awesome. It's, uh, I, you know what? Actually, I when I was talking to uh, Dave Willis and uh, Jim Fournier, his uh, his production partner on Squidbillies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked them because they've been working there since almost the very beginning, and I asked them how 
how that like how they're able to get away with that. And he actually said it had something to do with the fact that they're in Atlanta. They're not in New York or L.A. and oh, they have their own. There's no paparazzi. Of, there's and there's no paparazzi. Mm-hmm. I think he said they're surrounded by. Well, you know, I'm not going to tell you. L- listen to him explain. Right, it. Fine. Play it. I think Adult Swim's been a, a great place to just allow creativity and doesn't, you know, crush the show with notes and, you know, lets us write what we want to write, essentially. But also, uh, I think it's good that we're surrounded by bankers and people that drive trucks for a living and, and people that do all sorts of different jobs. It's not um, it's not like the sort of navel-gazing of the you know, entertainment industry in in L.A., you know, where everybody has a hand in something, movie or TV or whatever, and endlessly promoting and hopping from one project to the next. I think it, it lends itself to that good outsider perspective, you know, which resonates with pretty much everyone in in the rest of the world. <laughs> It it does. I think it speaks to me uh, to to our generation really well. I think the Adult Swim, you know, phenomenon came on, and I love that it's still very much kind of esoteric in its own way. Um, you know, and and if it has to be from Atlanta to be that way to get away to get out of the nest of of you know the executives giving notes and everything, then fine by me. You can do it from Antarctica for all I care. <laughs> yeah. 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 And there you go. They they have a certain amount of freedom out there. I knew it. Kind of you know removed from the entertainment industry. So they you're in a way you're right. Nobody's telling them what to do. <laughs> What's well, obvious it, in the work? It's, it's mean, just bedlam, unsupervised insanity. Yeah. But it's all like in tribute to to animation. They sold it like that. Like right. Like, hey, grown ups, Adult Swim. But it's all basically kid cartoons that are now made for you, and that's you've got to admit that's that's what we that's what Absolutely. we talk about. That's kind of our thing. It's a it's definitely a milestone in the fact that our culture, as pop culture, has has grown up. Exactly. We celebrate not only the programs and shows that we grew up with, but that grew, grew up, up with us. Grew up with us. That's exactly right. And this is and the fact that this. That Adult Swim exists is testament to that as well. You know, built off the backs of of other popular primetime television, right. uh, you know, uh, animated shows. Uh, in fact, you got to give Adult Swim credit because they there would be no Family Guy right now without them. Right, there would be like twelve episodes, and it would have been forgotten on a DVD that hasn't been reproduced yeah, in forever. Right. But they bought it; they bought the rights from Fox. Just as they were starting up, fledgling, and the, all they could afford to do was show repeats for yeah. a while, they finally were able to make a few new episodes, and then it took off, and now it's like, I'm pretty sure Seth MacFarlane can do whatever he wants at Fox. As No that, no one at Fox is going to tell him what to do. He's actually, he was the uh, instigator of the uh, Family Guy Simpsons uh, crossover event oh, yeah, also happening a lot of big talk coming up this fall right i mean and so yeah he has definitely come a long way and it's because of this awesome network yeah doing adult awesome swim work. wasn't floating his idea along with him right they said we're we're simpatico right you know they tried the same thing with home movies still a big huge cult uh favorite it didn't it never hit the legs that family guy obviously yeah, did yeah. um but it, it it started out as a as a haven and now they've been doing so much original stuff. And they have moved on from just animated. They do plenty of live action. Uh, uh, but but not not as good as, as some of their cartoons, though. Right. But, and, you know, it it's a, uh, it's a testament to kind of their whole purpose of, of being is kids out of the pool, adult mm-hmm. time. Yep. And we get to play in the water. Right. Now it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's and not like we go in, jump in the pool and do our taxes. No, <laughs> this is fun yeah. time. And, yeah. this is, and so a lot of the um shows uh the um there there's they're real heavy on the satire. You know, like mm-hmm. there's 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 subtle messages in this stuff. You know, the show we just saw which uh-huh. you're going to see tomorrow. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, Mr. Pickles uh, or Squidbillies. The, squi- the Squidbillies. Right, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's that's going on the gay marriage stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nope. Not afraid to stuff. talk about. Right. And it's kind of important to have, you know. I think that's what that's what moves this whole world is, yeah. you know, the subtleties of um, correction, yeah. if you will. And well, uh, Right. And that's what makes it happen. Mm-hmm. It's... And, it, it's and and I think and the Adult Swim metaphor is really good because it is it is on Cartoon Network. We don't call it Cartoon Network though because that's what that's, kids watch. That's that's where right. yeah. If you're talking to another adult, you say, "Oh, this show on Cartoon Network." They know you're talking about a show for the kid, right? But Adult Swim is when it switches to a semi different network, right? Uh, which it's the same channel. Don't be fooled, anybody. But uh, just that phenomenon alone said, you know, uh, in fact, uh, uh, Dave Willis had some really good points because I asked him point blank, how did, how did this all start? Mm-hmm. How did you guys get from also being able to do this to where you just spun off from Cartoon Network altogether to get your own you know, time slot to be your own little ne- entity? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what he had to say about it. All right. Play it. It was the programming department of Cartoon Network, and they're just a bunch of really funny, clever people like uh, Andy Merrill and Kaki Jones, and they were working under Mike Lazo and Matt Malero and Matt Harrigan, and then later on me and Jim and Pete Smith, Chip Duffy, Chip Duffy, um, and before it was a show, it was just, yeah, it was just these people in programming sort of moonlighting, trying to come up with a way to package uh, Space Ghost, and it just came, it just sort of grew out of that. And then, then the thought was Beavis and Butthead had been successful, and uh, I think South Park was out there at that point, and the thought was, why not do a whole block of this? So no one was an intern per se, but but there were a lot of people who did other jobs there that were moonlighting and, you know, as TV producers, trying to figure out how to make TV, you know, and make it the backwards way. And sometimes the backwards way is the better way. Meanwhile, And there you go. That's how Adult Swim became a separate thing from Cartoon Network. And uh, totally necessary, right? Yep. Yeah. It was inevitable, really, I guess. Which you had to draw the line. Now. It was yeah. just like, remember, kids, out of the pool. Yep, the adults are taking over the pool, mm-hmm. and when adults take over the pool, adult shit happens, right? Yeah, it's it's no not not feces, but yeah, no, no, I know no, what right. you're saying. I don't yeah. mean shit in the pool. No, okay, no, good. I don't mean don't that. shit in the. I mean shit like the pool, I, I mean there's no Marco Polo when when it's a, Adult Swim doesn't mean Marco Polo. There's totally other stuff it, happening. It could be nude Marco Polo. Oh, even better. Now that's Adult Swim style. Exactly. That's where you get. Well, that's more like swinger party style, not a show on Adult Swim. Which is actually what I kind of picture. Like when I think of like Adult Swim, I think that's probably a term that came out of the 70s. I don't know. I have no history to back this. I have no knowledge. But (laughs) the image that I get in my head is a 70s swinger pool party, baby. You know, there's weed and there's there's like those 70s like Alabama Slamma drinks or whatever, you know, like (laughs) like the ones that they they had in the center uh, full color ad Playboy back in the 70s. That's the drink. Drink like a winner, baby. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, I love the image. I love the image. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And but they 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 regardless of that, there's not a lot of swimming going on down there. They just just make a lot of shows. Yeah. Some of them last a long time. Like, uh, oh, first of all, if we're talking Adult Swim, and I don't mention the Venture Brothers, one of the best shows ever made, animated or otherwise. I like that I'd show. do a disservice yeah. to the world. So Venture Brothers is Adult Swim. That should say enough. If not, another one of their long-running franchises, Squidbillies. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's well, it, quite simply, if you haven't seen it, it's squids that are hillbillies. I think we've right. rednecks. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Squidnecks doesn't sound quite as good, but uh, squidbillies. Uh, that I I was like, okay, well, this must be some kind of weird pet project. You know, the the boys down in Atlanta just cooked up some kind of crazy thing, decided to make them squids, and they're 
and they're running around making bad jokes about it, uh, about Southern ways. Uh, and then I started watching the show, and it came out. I was completely wrong. And it's uh, mm-hmm. it's just about characters that are Southern, are pretty ignorant, but but hilariously so, and they're full characters. Uh, so so I had to find out where the show itself came from because it's obviously done with love. And uh, believe it or not, it just came. It just started with that name. Really? Yeah. Here's well. Here's Dave Willis telling the story. Oh, okay. Even better. I to, it's 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 a real testament because uh, I don't know exactly how you pitched the show idea. Although I've got my my suspicion, it was about two sentences, uh, something along the lines of, you know, uh, they're hillbillies and they're squids. Uh, our our boss came in. Mike Lazo came in with the name Squidbillies, and then he said, "Make a show about it." <laughs> so, and. We loved the title. We were like, "Yeah, that sounds great." So we did. So they just started with a name, and now they got eight seasons. That's that's pretty good. That's unheard of. Pretty in good. TV. And mean, you and and we just finished watching the uh, the first right. episode. Mark, what did you think? Did it seem like it was tired, stale, selling no, the same joke over no, and over? It seemed very modern and satirical and and funny. It was. I mean, it was yeah. not heavy-handed, but uh, it was. It was about gay marriage, first right. of all. <laughs> Certainly didn't present any solutions or real deep introspection on it. But, but it, you know, just like blast you in the face kind of satire. Uh, I like that. It's totally blasting in the face. They actually have several pictures. Uh, oh wait, no, that's the other show with oh, yeah. blasting in the face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Pickles, which, which I want to talk about in a minute. There's a lot of face blasting in Mr. Pickles. Good Adult heaven. Swim, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, what did you ask me? Uh, well, I, I wanted to. Oh, I, 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 thought, I want. I want, I want yeah. your stamp of approval on this. Agency. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I. I, I know totally you're not like deep show. into it, but I know you've seen it enough because I force you to every fall when new shows come out, mm-hmm. uh, and you're a good sport about it. And I think deep down, this is one of those ones that you more than tolerate. So I appreciate your your candor. I liked it. It was funny and um, you know uh, poignant is another good word for this. Ooh. You know, it kind of fit in with the modern talk and and, and all that Ooh. stuff. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, I liked it. Thumbs up. But uh, did uh, I want to ask you this because I. I've wondered for a long time, and I asked them, uh, Dave and Jim, this same thing, uh, and I was surprised by the answer. So I'm going to ask you, do you think there are groups down in Georgia or anywhere else who take offense to how these characters are portrayed? You know, they're, you know the heavy southern accents, yeah. living in the backwoods, very ignorant like, and self-destructive. Yeah, you get the idea, though. I mean, I, I think it's hilarious, and I don't think they're out to try and hurt anybody. Personally, I, I don't that. take offense, and I wouldn't take it to them. But I did finally have to ask: Do you think anybody does? Is some group out there taking well, offense? Just I have some expertise on subjects that are similar to this, mm-hmm. and uh, I can say the people that are the butt of the joke are probably not offended, but there's probably a group of people that will be offended for them, and will kind of eventually make some kind of stink. Although, you know, I don't hear anything, I don't know, and there shouldn't be. Uh, but but at least at least I tricked you into saying that there is someone who's a butt of a joke. I, I don't actually well, think sure. so. But, yeah, they they seem mean-spirited, but they're just made-up characters. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Squids, for God's sake. But still, in today's world, you never know. So I went straight to the source, and I asked them if they get any backlash over it. Go ahead. And there's what they said. Mm-hmm. And you're, uh, you, well, I, I believe I do know, Dave, you're, you're from the South. You're from Georgia originally, right? We're both, Jim and I are both from Georgia. We, we went to the same high school. We're from the same small town, and so is um, uh, Daniel McDivitt, the voice of Rusty, who's a good friend of ours as well. Um, so, yeah, there's a common vocabulary there about where we grew up, and we make the show in Atlanta, so, you know, all the sort of... All this southern stuff is is uh, is very natural to us. So, do you do you get local backlash over the over the show at all? Not at all. Not that I'm aware <laughs> of. No, we get local tattoos. People get <laughs> tattoos of the characters and graffiti, but not any sort of formal 
formal protest. You get a lot of comments <laughs> from people like, I know people just like this, and you know, I don't know that we're necessarily making fun of the South or rednecks so directly as we are developing characters that we can make fun of. You know, the characters are colored by experiences and people we've known and things all sort of hodgepodge together. And then I think it's the characters and the positions they take about things and the decisions they make that is where we're trying to make people laugh, not just sort of mocking the South. Like I think many Northern stand-up comedians and West Coast stand-up comedians automatically get a picture in their head of what the South is, and it's a real easy fallback. I don't. I, I don't feel like that's what we're doing at all. No, I would. I would say I. I've been with the show since the beginning. I'm a huge fan. I would say that regardless, but in this case, it's it's true. I promise. But but like I said, it speaks to uh, the reason it's still on the air and the reason you can still watch. And I just saw a couple uh, episodes from the new season, so I can assure everyone it's still Squidbillies. It's still good after eight years because it's not a one-note thing. And these are characters that you've developed. And I absolutely love Early. Thanks. Thanks for saying that. So you like the new episodes? I do. I do very much. Uh, you know, it's it's been consistent, you know, d- despite, you know, uh, it's hard to say there's been character growth, uh, but <laughs> but there's definitely character inhabiting, I guess. If maybe the character had a growth, you'd have it cut out. <laughs> the kind of growth these characters get is in inside their lip from chewing tobacco. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, I'm I'm sorry I'm I'm still I'm still backed up I I didn't want to say anything but I love that you you just a minute ago referred to them as uh, northern stand-up comedians Yankees I, I would say it I'll say it put put it on the podcast <laughs> you know though it's funny because we we're fans of all you know all kinds of stand-ups and just so, some things that some people do just turn you right off and and that go-to is one that I think they can let go of now like. The New York comedians with the, and I'm a fan of tons of them. But it's just come on, tra- travel down here. It's not, it's not all deliverance. Come on, and that's not even a good joke anymore. Yeah, I worked on an, on another show once, and the guy had said, "So, do you like living in Atlanta?" And I, I didn't even know how to respond to that. I was like, "Do you like living in Los Angeles?" Because <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what he, he said. It like. How do you like living with Ebola? <laughs> and then he admitted, I, well, I've been to the airport, and I didn't like it. And I was like, well, not all like Concourse C. <laughs> Meanwhile. So there you go. No, no one takes offense, and I just got to fucking shut my mouth. Yeah, no one takes as it should be. Yeah, it's, it's now I feel like I'm the one causing trouble. Well, the thing is, is like we all want to. Everybody is offended when you see something like that because these people are acting offensive, right? Yeah. But okay, these are follow. right. I mean, it's it's supposed to make you feel this way that we somehow pigeonhole some group of people into this way of of like acting. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's true across pretty much any race that I could think of. Everybody has these misconceptions or whatever. The funny thing is to exaggerate them. You basically ride them out until they fall off a cliff (laughs) and it doesn't mean anything. It's not true. Mm -hmm. It's just having fun with this. The whole thing is not real. It's a joke to begin with. So you just write it out. And it's this is a good thing. This is how we all grew up. We all grew up making fun of each other. So, you know, fuck it. Uh, Do I, it. I, I just I see I kind of feel bad because I think I was just hoping to be angry with somebody who was angry with the show. <laughs> I was out there hoping there was an enemy. Defensive, yeah. Like, yeah. Or like aggressively defensive yeah. apparently. So shame on me for assuming that the world is worse than, than I want it to be. Um, it's it's even but, showing, but yay for Adult Swim for doing it. Squidbillies eighth season, 
and they didn't even need any protest to keep those numbers up. So good for them. <laughs> That's the mark of talent. Right. Uh, that was not the only show that we got to see, though. Thanks to you, Mark, and and uh, and your pool, uh-huh. you got us a, a, a advanced screening, an advanced screening of some of the uh, Mr. Pickles, which is premiering for the first time on Adult Swim tomorrow night, September twenty first, Sunday night. Uh, and we watched that one too. Mm-hmm. It's I'm I'm going to go ahead and just come out and say it's pretty extreme. It is. It's probably. Um, how can I put this? It's probably the most unique show I have ever seen. And it's um it's really playing into that that kind of idea of where where the joke can lead you, where the conversation can lead you. Um a a very close group of friends of mine of ours love to put thoughts into dogs' heads. And they can <laughs> they get funny. Dogs get funny, like when there's a certain voice to them, there's a certain look to them. And, you know, what if deep down inside your dog really was as disgusting and evil as it behaved? Yeah, if it was was, was downright, you know, demonic or, (laughs) you know, has absolutely no, just a twisted moral sensibility uh, and knows that it's lying. It knows exactly. That's the difference. Is yeah. that most of the voices? You, you usually look at a dog and you're like mm, he's I, clueless. I bet. I bet the worst trouble he does is digging holes in the yard. No, I'm gonna dig. I'm gonna Mr. fill it up. Mr. Pickles, however, is a show with a dog who does not have that problem exactly. <laughs> uh, it's but it's not that simple either. It's very hard to describe because it's got this satirical. Um, you know what? You know what? I forgot. I got to talk to the uh, show's creators, Will Carsola and Dave Stewart, and uh, they probably do a better job explaining it than than we can. Although now that I think about it, I did a better job than they did. Don't worry. You'll hear it. There you go. Meanwhile, those of you listening at home, you probably, unless you were able to catch the uh, pilot on the Internet, may not be too familiar with it yet, but it is... uh, it's it's a it takes place in Old Town, animated. Uh, it seems very quaint, older slice of Americana. Uh, lovely family with the uh, innocent cherub boy with the braces on his legs, Tommy, uh, and uh, and Mr. Pickles is the family dog who is apparently uh, possessed, driven by, or just is Satan in some way. <laughs> <laughs> very evil. Sums it up very well. Yeah, she's come right for us. Uh huh. Oh, you got it. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh how is that going? This is uh this you guys aren't this is obviously not the first time you guys have uh produced something together. I know you've got uh uh teenagers from Uranus. Uh uh I think that uh, a couple other things, but now now you've got almost like a network behind you. How does that feel? Is this a different process? Yeah, you know, Dave and I uh come from uh R- Richmond, Virginia. We met maybe 14 years ago, Dave had a camera. We both had interest in, in making short films or sketches, and uh, we just have just been going ever since then, just cranking out work, learning from our own mistakes kind of thing. And I think by doing that with no other influences around us, you know, nobody else was doing anything with comedy or video um, back then around there. There was no Internet, you know, or no YouTube. Uh, and I think we just, from that, gained a kind of unique sensibility. And, uh, you know, since then we've been doing a lot of things for ourselves, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff we put online. Uh, we've done stuff for other TV shows, you know, sketch comedy shows, that kind of thing. So it is it is different to have uh, uh, our own show now um, and for that to be animation. It, it's, it's a really fun process, and Adult Swim really gives us a lot of creative freedom and it's uh it's 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 great. Uh, so just a, a couple jerks with a camera and now you got your own cartoon show. It makes perfect sense. Actually. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> where where is the impetus for this show? How did this come about? I mean, did you say I, I want an evil dog and you built it from there or how did that go? We um uh... We we came up with a bunch of ideas. Well, Will and I do what we call uh, 
a write-off. It's one of the ways we write is we sit in a room and and uh, you know we both will be will be like let's uh, let's write ten ideas each or twenty ideas each, a couple sentences long, no pressure, and uh, you know we'll go for twenty minutes, and then we'll we'll stop and play them to each other. The sole purpose of these ideas are just to make each other laugh. But if one of them has you know kind of sticks and has some legs, then we'll um, we'll build from it and. When Adult Slim asked us to pitch to them, I think they asked for five ideas, and Mr. Pickles was just one of them. It was a few sentences long. You know, we hadn't really developed the world to what it is now or even saw how big it could be then. We just thought it was funny that there was a dog that, uh, you know, was this lovable, cute dog who went around doing these horrific acts, and, uh, in, and he loved pickles. You love to get some pickles at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, the original idea probably took about 10, 15 seconds to, to write. <laughs> but we had hundreds of ideas that we whittled down to five, and that was the one that Adult Swim liked. So from there, we just we built up the world. You know, at, at first, uh, the original idea was that the, uh, the family and, and uh, Mr. Pickles the dog were going to be set in the 50s. You know, we were going for that kind of lassie kind of family. Um, but then we kind of hit a wall because we, we couldn't relate to any of the 50s characters. We couldn't, uh, the kind of crazy, twisted characters that we wanted in an episode didn't work with the 50s. So we sat, spin in our chair, chairs for a couple of days, and then we realized, oh, if we just keep the, that family the way it is, keep that town, but set it in modern times and, you know, have farmers with earphones or the classic bikers on you know, segways or, uh, you know, things like that, you know, uh, hobos with computers, that kind of stuff. Then that really opened up a world of possibilities for us. Um, and, you know, then we, you know, our, our pens just started writing. Yeah, that's, that's when the show really became exciting for, for me, I think for both of us, uh, because we loved coming up with characters and, and stories and just, you know, weird stories or crazy stories or weird and crazy people. But when we realized by, you know, transplanting the Goodmans from that the 50s to modern time, and then we could have all those characters and stories around them. And it was like it, a, an endless world opened up for stories. Yeah. That, that, w now I'm kind of curious, what, what were a couple of the uh, other four ideas that uh, Adult Swim said, nah, get out of here? Uh, well, I remember one that uh, Dave and I both liked a lot, and we we want to do something with it still. Is uh, it was called Space Hippie, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the idea was that uh, these two like uh, want to be activist hippies. Yeah, they're trying to save the the world kind of guys, but they uh, for some reason I can't remember all of it, but they like fell asleep on a NASA space shuttle. And then woke up in space with two other astronauts, and uh, uh, he spilled the mustard from his his like McDonald's cheeseburger fell onto the button that if you accidentally hit it or if you hit it you know it would destroy the world. So he's like, oh man, I dropped my mustard. You know, oh he, no, we blow up the world. So he goes to clean his mustard. Manny spill off the button and destroys the world. And so then it would just be <laughs> these two idiot hippies. And these two uh, uptight astronauts living in space together, and they're exploring new planets and ruining those planets. Like the hippies would just ruin everything everywhere they go. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see that as a show or as a feature at this point? Because I'm telling you, you you got me sold. I I think it it could and it could have been and still could be a show. That was one of the ideas that we really liked. Can't remember the other ideas. Um, we had one about an underwater world of. Fish and there's like oh a polluted pond and there's like gang catfish gangs of fish kind of like cholos and just all different aspects of of people in society but told through an underwater world in a polluted pond yeah <laughs> uh, I it, it sounds like you guys could be writing for Pixar these are these are gems yeah. so Disney is going to be knocking on our door soon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they, they, well, once, once they see Mr. Pickles, they might not. That, that gets pretty <laughs> horrific in there. Uh, in fact, have you, have you guys, 
gotten any flack yet from any uh, activist groups or I mean there seems like a plenty of oversensitive groups out there could find a lot to be bothered by in this show. I have we haven't uh I kind of kind of look forward to it to yeah, be honest. Me too. I mean I'm hoping that we get some hate mail cuz I want to compile a uh Mr. Pickles hate mail coffee table book eventually. So, <laughs> you know, if they're out there, bring it on. I uh <laughs> I look forward to, you know, hopefully some animal rights activists get upset about something because uh, our comeback to that would be that uh, Dave and I are actually both vegans, so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anything goes in the the animated world, you know. Yeah. It is, I do find it often silly on a few levels. One, anything in in TV that people don't like, it's pretty simple. Uh, Don't watch it. And then... And when people get upset and over cartoon violence, it's like it's it's a cartoon ultimately, you know. It's so I always find it a little, just a little odd how upset, what people are willing to let themselves get upset about. Oh, yeah. there's there's so so many different viewpoints that uh, that want to be offended now. It's yeah, and it, I mean, it occurred to me you you might get, and I hope I hope you uh, you write me and tell me when this happens, but. It seems to me you might even get uh, an angry letter or two from whatever official arm of the Church of Satan exists out there. They might yeah. even take offense. I and I We're want not. you to tell me if that happens. We, you know, we see Mr. Pickles. Originally, we we thought it was funny that he was like he worshipped Satan, but um, we decided that he's actually not a Satan worshipper. He's just he's just an evil dog with really evil tendencies. But we do have one actual rule about the show is that we we stay away from religion on a whole. Um, yeah, we never touch, uh, re- we never do religious jokes. Yeah, there's enough people out there doing it. It's just never been our thing to get to get into that. There's plenty of other stuff for us to make fun of, so. Ah, yeah, so that's I, the line. Yeah, I think uh, uh, having religious jokes and stuff like that would, would make the show feel uh, cheap, and that's not what we want to do. We're not out to offend anybody. Um, we just like doing what we think's funny. I talked to a few of the cast members uh just just earlier today and Sorry. they That's <laughs> all right. It went well. Uh but they had uh uh nothing but good things to say about it. they said they were surprised they walked in to do their 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 voices, their bits and you guys were sitting there actually making the show yourselves. Yeah, we do it all uh in house. We're we're very hands-on and Will directs the show, and, and actually uh, he designs all the the characters, too. Uh, for some reason, they won't let me draw anything on the show, but <laughs> I'm getting over that. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we we record the scratch track. We record all the voices in the beginning, and we end up doing, I think we've done like 50 or 60 different voices each this season. Uh, I think it just comes from our background. We're, we're very hands-on. We know what we want, and... We trust ourselves to make it that way. We lucked out with a with a great cast. I mean, we had a lot of people come in and, and um, do voices, and a, and a lot of them were great. But um, you know, when we heard Frank, uh, Brooke, Jay, and Caitlin, their their voices for the characters that we were um, writing, it, they just blew us away, and instantly it was there was like, that's it. They're they're perfect. So that was the creators, Dave Stewart and Will Carsola, talking about their new show, Mr. Pickles. Uh, Hopefully that fills in some of the blanks. But uh, as I mentioned, I also got to talk to some of the voice actors on the show, Uh, Frank Collison, Caitlin Robrock, and uh, Jay Johnston. Uh, In fact, all of the, uh, the main actors, aside from Brooke Shields, sadly, yes, the Brooke Shields, is uh, is one of the stars of the show, uh, but I asked them their impressions of what they thought was going on in the show, and uh, maybe maybe they ha- maybe they can put it even better. Let's let's check that out, Marky. Meanwhile, I just got to see the first couple episodes online before I talked to you guys, and uh, one thing that I was struck with. There are, you know, obviously it's a different show, but there are some some thematic similarities to uh, uh, the old Moral Oral show, which you, Jay, uh-huh. were also the father on, I think. 
Uh, no, I actually wasn't the father. I was uh, the gay coach and uh, the old librarian and a bunch of other people. But uh, Scott Edsett was the father. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I can see how you can make that uh, that mistake because it's a very similar place the guy comes from. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, uh, more oral similarity. Uh, it's it's kind of funny. There's a little bit of that. When when you guys went in to do this, uh, I'm guessing, you know, it's the regular thing where you go start off with a pilot. What kind of instruct, like, how how much did you know about this show to begin with? Uh, this is Caitlin. Uh, I didn't know a single thing. I just walked in and uh, they had told me, like, hey, head on over here. These guys would love to hear you. And it's about uh, a mean dog and his loving family. And that was all I was given. And then they sent over the copy with pictures attached, and it was definitely really surrealist uh, design and animation that we were going for. So I figured it's on Adult Swim, so look at everything twice and make decisions after that. And <laughs> the, the the copy that we were reading, it's it's leading you into very creepy territory. So we played it that way, or I played it that way. Yeah, as a defense mechanism, I forget all my auditions so that if I don't get them, it, it doesn't hurt. But So I have no memory of the but I do vaguely remember that both Dave and, um, what's the other guy's name? Will. Will. Oh, yeah, Will. He's they right. have <laughs> fantastic beards, He's, and I have a beard, so we related. And, and I got the sense, as Caitlin did, Adult Swim, it's going to be edgy. It's going to be uh, twisted. And, and we were right. It, mm-hmm. it is edgy. It's twisted. It's subversive. It's dark. It's funny. I thought it would be a lot more sophomoric than it is. I thought it would be a lot, uh, like, if I can use this word, dumb. Um, you know, just because uh, it was basically uh, Lassie, but uh, uh, the dog is a Satan or devil worshiper or whatever. Um, and and I thought, well, that's going to go in a direction that uh, I think a lot of their shows go into, which uh, or go to, which is a um, little more base humor and... Uh, Sort of uh, pandering to the uh, demographic a bit, the younger boys, and uh, you know, sometimes they're a little dumb-ish. So uh, I was afraid this is the similar thing, but I know Will and Dave, and I was kind of surprised at their uh, approach to um, doing a show like this. But then, then when they when I got to see it all together, I was blown away. I thought it was just a hundred times funnier than I thought it would be, and uh, I think every choice they made is is perfect. Mm-hmm. That yeah, there's there's a number of of reasons why no one under the age of maybe thirty should watch that show. Exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. Being well over that age limit, uh, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it's surprising. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, there's there's uh, we reference. Uh, I think Jay was referencing or Caitlin um, the scene where the newspaper boy throws an iPad. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the and hit, hit someone in the head. head, and then on the on the iPad screen, it said "print is dead." Yeah, it, it was the newspaper is on the iPad, and the headline is "print is dead," and it's just these, these little gags that uh, speak satirically and just really witty, yeah, and they, they I, just come out of nowhere to like put, put the button on the scene that you're watching. Yeah, I'd stay tuned for that. I, I live for those little moments. That, that, that's the part that appeals to me. Mm-hmm. If, and people see the uh, the art style. If they just look at one frame, they're going to assume, like like you did, uh, Jay, that it's going to be a little dumb, a little sophomoric. But it's yeah. really pretty dense. There's a lot going on there. I think the style is just thrown in as a curveball. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's um, that's your basis, and then you grow from there. And they they have so much follow through, like the, the facial reactions or body reactions to the words. It's not kind of like blocky and minimalistic movement. At, at one point, um, Mrs. Goodman gasps, and she brings a hand up to her face, and the movement of her arm knocks her boob to the side. And <laughs> they, they spent, you know, however many frames animating that boob rotating. And that's dedication. It's funny how... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, go was going to say, it, it looks like they, uh, they, they put a lot of dedication into uh, Mrs. Goodman's boobs. They do, yes. Quite a bit. And it's appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brooke had to come several sessions on that one. Yeah, but uh, actually, they do it in house. I, you know, I my uh, 
limited knowledge of animation was that everything was sent over to South North Korea. No, South well, maybe North Korea, but sent over to somewhere else, uh, and someone nameless did it. But it's right there, and when we go into record, there they are working away. Yeah, and Will does all the character design, so he's often uh, you know still sketching in part of the animatic while we're uh, doing records, mm -hmm. and uh, you know you see his drawings, which are uh, you want to talk sophomoric jeepers. So this is basically the storyboard, animated storyboard equivalent. Uh, if, if your listeners or viewers or whatever know what storyboards are, they animate it. What pencil? I mean, I know they do yeah. it on screen, but uh, yeah, they just baselines, yeah. baselines to show scenery and yeah. characters and Rough directions. Sketches. So you 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 they'll show you that. Say, okay, so this is what you're doing. This is how fast you're running. So you know right. you know the energy or you know how far right. away the other character is because you have to have a different energy speaking to someone 80 feet away than 10 feet away. So, I know what you mean. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's It truly is uh, an art form that I think uh, most of us are pretty lucky to just take for granted. But uh, but uh, you guys, as voice actors, are, did you guys grow up watching cartoons as kids and think that, that you would uh, get into voice acting or be involved in that in any way? It's amazing that uh, most adults in our society today who watch TV watch cartoons. Yeah, uh, I would say I'm, I'm one of the few probably hasn't. Uh, I love Mr. Magoo. I loved, uh, what's the one with the the guy with the big glasses? The Mr. Kid. Magoo. No, no, oh, no. Peabody and Herman. Peabody and uh, Herman. Whatever that's called. Yeah, that was about it for me. I'm pretty, uh, I'm, a, I'm a virgin here. I... When I got to that age of cognizance where I could understand what TV was, really, um, and understand plot line and, and talk about it, um, that's when the Disney Channel brought out their, like, net block of network shows, Fox was coming them out, so it was right up that cusp. So that's all I would see because I was a latchkey kid. So I'd get all my homework done at school, and then that way I'd get to come home and sit in front of the TV until my parents came home. And I always wanted to do the funny voices, and it's it's so funny from what you've been saying all day, Frank. Um, I saw, when I was seven, I saw Hook, and I saw Robin Williams, and I knew I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to make people laugh the way he did, because he looked like he was having so much fun, but I had no idea how to go about that. And then a year later, I saw Aladdin, and it personified it. We're like, that's what I want to do. I like my cartoons. I like doing the voices and, and making people laugh. I want to do this. Again, that was Jay Johnston, Frank Colliston, and Caitlin Robrock talking about their craft of voice acting, uh, a little bit about cartoons, uh, and their experience working on the show Mr. Pickles, premiering tomorrow on Adult Swim. Uh -huh. uh, Marky, since since I made you sit through the opening, and uh -huh. our, we can already take it for, for given, this is a, as a pilot, which is never the best you know, example of what a show can be. And we also can take it for given that you're not an Adult Swim guy. You respect what they do. You just don't generally get on board with that kind of sense of humor. So all that in mind, I want you to be as brutally honest as you can be. <laughs> what was your opinion? Uh, we touched on it earlier. I mean, no one's telling these guys what to do. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is there is a bunch of shit in here, you know, like it's, just a bunch of stuff. And it's just... It just keeps coming at you and at you and at you. It's as aggressive as its opening theme, that gore kind of evil dog. Yeah, you know. I'll set to the backdrop of this really bright, colorful cartoon. Right. With, like, everyone has, like, the big doe eyes and everybody talks really sweetly. And, oh, my God, Bobby, you know, whatever the hell, you know. and Yeah, it's like how they mentioned they originally were going to just set it in the 1950s, like like on the set of Leave it to Beaver. Right. Decided most of the jokes weren't going to work in that. They had more freedom to do it in real times. But they went ahead and used all those archetypes. Right. It's it's Barbara Billingsley, you know, as the mom or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's... I don't doubt one bit that it is exactly how they wanted it, you know. And um, yeah, it's just it. It's surprising to me, even in this modern era of you know internet and everybody can be their own director, or producer, whatever. Anyone can make a film. Yep. Um, but this is a major network. Um, 
relatively. Yeah, and, a, a and major small adult, a, a major swim, basic cable cable network, half a network. Yes. Yeah, um, AMC is a basic cable network. Um, but yeah, man, this is you know this is something that is supported, and they're allowed to create this thing. And um, I'm more impressed with its ability to exist than, than <laughs> anything else. Uh, a diplomat should... to the end. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> It's, I'm just amazed that it exists. <laughs> I'm surprised no one's <laughs> beat you to give death. It a yet. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Right. Uh, I, I think that it is a bizarre show. It is incredibly and that's, bizarre. And that's coming from a guy who who accepts a lot of bizarre shows on Adult Swim, and I'm yeah. curious to keep watching. Uh, I've already seen uh, a couple of the episodes. I got an advanced screening of, mm-hmm. and it gets more into its rhythm. As yeah, it goes, of yeah. course, as as pretty much every show does. Uh, but if if you if you don't have the stomach for it, don't give it a try. You just you can't hang an Adult Swim. <laughs> yeah, this you is know? a deep pool. Yeah, <laughs> you're one of the kids they told to get out once <laughs> Adult Swim starts. There's no kiddie pool that. here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And uh, I did, you know, I I do appreciate it. You know, even in my candor, um, you know, don't. Don't think for a second that I didn't enjoy watching it. There's, you know, there's just parts where I'm just completely shocked. Uh, they just really took it out there, man. It's a, it's a home run. I don't know what ballpark it's in, but it's a <laughs> home run. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what game they're playing. I have or if no idea. Threw a ball, but hey, home run. There you go. You got and you know. Four home runs, and you're out, pal. <laughs> That's right. You keep on their toes, Marky. Discerning viewer. It was good. I liked it. All right. And and so I can already tell that uh, that, that Mark is going to promise me he's going to start devo- DVRing oh, yeah. all kinds totally of adult swim this season. He's finally seen the light, and we'll never talk about it again until next fall. <laughs> but if you listening at home are ready for for we we struggled all hour to find a good way to describe what Adult Swim Entertainment is, and I don't think we can get any closer than saying it's Adult Swim Entertainment. Yeah, kids, so out. watch it tomorrow night, uh, September twenty first. Check your local listings for the exact time mm-hmm. when Cartoon Network will switch over to Adult Swim in your area. Yeah, and uh, buckle up, get ready for a ride. It's bound to do something to you. <laughs> Just. As you watch, just remember, it's also, you know, uh, it saved Family Guy. <laughs> it did. <laughs> if nothing else, if that's the only cartoon you like, then just remember, thank you, Adult Swim. Thank you, Adult Swim. All right. And thank you all for listening. Thank you, Mark E, for uh, sitting through some Adult Swim again this uh-huh. year with me. And uh, to uh, to the Venture Brothers, God damn it, put that season out. Get it out there. All right, everybody, have a good one. We'll catch you. Uh, when, when are we going to see him again, Marky? Oh, we got some big shows coming up oh, for our new season. Do. Vacation's over. We're oh, back at work. Can't wait. We can't. Uh, I don't even want to give away the surprises. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. And now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this. <laughs>